What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Too close for comfort? Or just the right amount of scared the fuck out of me? Listen, the Phoenix Suns, a win, a win, a win. And a win was a win tonight against the Denver Nuggets at home. Knowing that Denver didn't start four of their starters, knowing that only Aaron Gordon was out there, they waxed them. They were up by 20 at halftime. Next thing you know, they give up a 27-point lead, and all of a sudden this one got a little interesting. And a game that was very kind of uninteresting became, I wouldn't say problematic. I wouldn't say shocking. I'd say it's kind of this is what, this is what happens in the NBA. But ultimately, the Phoenix Suns win, a vital win, their fourth consecutive win. They end March with a 9-6 and six record, and they find themselves comfortably in the four seed in the Western Conference. So for those of you who are used to watching the Suns Jam Session podcast, uh, welcome. You're, you're used to this. This is where you come to watch your postgame pods. If you, are, if you like hanging out with Suns Geek, well, we're doing something a little different here today. One, Matt, Matthew's not here. No migraines. He's being a good uncle. Okay, he took our nephew to his first Coyotes game tonight, and he got a little puck, puck side, or or court side, or ringside, whatever they call it there. I don't watch the hockey's, so he's not there. But I am joined on my channel, Suns Jam Session, and on his channel, on the Suns Geeks channel, we're doing this cross pollination thing. Brandon, what's going on? What's up, man? Finally, StreamYard, thank you for allowing us to do this. Thank you, John, for allowing me to do this with you. It is an honor and a pleasure. Too close for comfort tonight, but damn it, I'm still in a good mood. We got the win. I'm so excited for this podcast. Yeah, I mean, one, it was a weird game, and two, it's weird because it's the first time when we've talked about kind of doing these kind of things in the past where it's like, okay, you go on my podcast, and I'll go on your channel, and and we'll just... We, we, we like collaborating together and StreamYard, who is the service that we utilize to push a lot of our content out there, especially the live content, kind of has this ability to do so. It's something that I did with Coach Evan B on the He's on Fire podcast during our last pod. So if you're listening to the pod, always, you know, subscribe, rate and review, head on over to our YouTube page and click the like button. And uh, if you're watching on Suns Geeks channel, I mean, you know, you you tell them what to do with that Hulk smash and shit that you do over there. If you guys are watching on either of our channels, Hulk smash that like button, y'all. Let's do this. We appreciate it. <laughs> so a lot to talk about in this game, in, in a game in which it was kind of uh, a ho-hum, okay, not much to really get excited about. Uh, oh, this should be a win. I think we would be talking with a lot different tone had they ended up choking this game away which they tried to but we'll talk about that and plenty more on this edition of the sun's jam session podcast and sun's geek post game <laughs> thing and bob i don't know like I don't, sun's you geek post game who knows live show <laughs> live chat whatever i'm in the mood for well uh i'm gonna play my intro this will be the last time that you guys see the intro with the basketball podcast network at the front Ooh. end the basketball podcast network just like disbanded today so this will be our last one like on their platform you'll still be able to get our podcast where you always do uh nothing's changing there it just means that we're not a part of a bigger basketball 
podcast network and you don't have to watch any of those uh DraftKings ads of me and matthew dribbling the ball around while i talk about like putting ten dollars and using promo code tbpn so we're gonna pop them if we got them are you drinking anything with, with me tonight yeah shout out to my guy dj ocho he sent me he's a stone cold yeah, I, yeah. I saw you drinking those on your channel i think those yeah. are badass i just got a coors light because i'm just a peasant folk so <laughs> pop them if you got them sons fans oh man that sounds good and let's uh let's talk about this this pretty big win for the suns you needed this one. Oh yeah Denver Nuggets at home by a final score of 100 to 93. Uh, after going up tw- 20 points in the first half, they're outscored 34 to 24 in the third quarter, uh, and they only, and the Phoenix Suns only scored 16 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, they end with only 40 points in the second half. And when you take a look at kind of how everything started, right? The the Denver Nuggets sit. Contavious Caldwell Pope, who was out with a non-COVID illness. They sit uh, Nikola Jokic, who was out with right calf tightness. And then both Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. were out with injury management. So starting just knowing that pregame, Suns Geek, were you disappointed with the fact that we weren't going to see kind of the A squad from the Nuggets? Or was it just like, you know what? I don't care. Thanks for the free win, especially considering the Clippers lost tonight. I'm going to answer both, and here's why. Because obviously this was Kevin Durant's fifth game with the Phoenix Suns, so we want to see Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns play at their best against the very best, especially in the Western Conference. But at the same time, I'll go back to what I said earlier, this was Kevin Durant's fifth game with the Phoenix Suns, so I'll take any amount of minutes, any amount of reps, any amount of games with Kevin Durant. So sort of, you know, to answer your question, both um, again, this would have been a completely different ball game and we'd be having a completely different conversation. If even just Nikola Jokic played tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? This is basketball, man. And I, I don't understand basketball anymore because as I tweeted out earlier, no lead is safe in the NBA. And the Facts. third quarter was a huge example of that. And, you know, we're, we're probably going to dive into it and everything, but it was honestly on both teams. It was on the Phoenix Suns just letting their foot off of the gas, but it was also the Denver Nuggets who go to show how deep they are and that they can hit shots. And when you turn the ball over, I mean, you have a chance to score, and that's exactly what they did. Oh, yeah. I mean, Eddie Johnson reminds us constantly on the broadcast <laughs> that with the 24-second shot clock, this era and the way that teams shoot threes effect, uh, uh, efficiently and effectively, no lead is truly safe. Yeah. But when you look at kind of that lineup that's out, I understand it, right? You got to think back that this is, and the, the Denver Nuggets are a team that are the Phoenix Suns last year and the Utah Jazz the year before. <laughs> okay. They, they've all but locked up the one seed. The only reason why I thought it was a little strange that they didn't put forth more of an effort right now, knowing that they have to play Phoenix next week in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Suns, their last three games, it's Denver, Lakers, Clippers, right? Yeah. The only reason I was surprised they didn't make more of an effort is entering this game, 
after Memphis beat the Los Angeles Clippers tonight, they only have a two and a half game lead over the Memphis Grizzlies for the one seed. Now, that being said, Denver does hold the tiebreaker over Memphis. They beat them two out of three times. So it's more than just a two and a half game lead. And if they lose this game, which they did, it's a two game lead over Memphis with, I think they both have five to play. If it's five, five, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's five to play. So it's like, they'd have to lose, you know, three and, and, and uh, win two. And they'd have, and Memphis would have to do the exact, the exact opposite, but essentially Memphis would have to win one extra game. So they were gambling a little bit there. And the other side of this that you have to think about is given the, the way that the playoffs are currently structured, if the Phoenix Suns end with the four seed, which is increasingly likely, and whoever they play in the first round upon beating them, who would they play in the second round? Hmm. These Denver Nuggets. So why in any way, shape, or form would you tip any of your hand against a team you could potentially play in the second round? Take it as a rest day. It's the second night of a back-to-back. Everything pointed to them not playing any of these guys. And I know it was kind of talked about earlier in the day. If you were on the Twitter spheres, you were seeing that they might hold some of these guys out. They were questionable and things of that nature. So coming into this, and, and I, I typically have this conversation with like Matthew. And Matthew gets disappointed sometimes because we're not playing against a full squad because you always want to know who you're measuring up against. And as you mentioned, you know, with Kevin Durant here and being only his fifth game with Phoenix and us being healthy. I mean, you put out, you put out uh, a little uh, short. TikTok yeah. That little, thing. <laughs> yeah. The short on TikTok, you know, yeah. on Suns Geeks TikTok channel, you're talking about like, this is the first time like we have a clean uh, bill of bill health, health. Yep. Mm-hmm. entering a game. So all everything that we have is there. And it, it, it'd be nice to test that against, you know, the best team in the Western conference. But a, a win is a win is a win, man. <laughs> Yeah, and we need it, man. I mean, you were talking about the standings and all these tiebreakers, and I I like to use the word fragile this year. I mean, the standings are so fragile. You know when the stinky Lakers are in the seventh seed right now, at least last time I checked, that goes to show how crazy the standings are. And you know me, John. I I feel like I'm an NBA historian. I've studied the history of this league. I don't know if I've ever seen this. I mean, every day the standings are different. Two losses in a row, and you're dropping. It is insane, man. I've seen it where it's happening kind of in the middle or at the end, right. but because of the play-in, it's changed, obviously, yeah. the entire aspect of the NBA. But to your point, it's like it's four seed to ten seed. Yeah. It's <laughs> not like seven, eight, nine seed is flipping, and if you're yeah. two, you're out of the playoffs. And we've seen some historic chokes in that manner. But this is unbelievable, and that's why this win, it's almost gift-wrapped to you. Yeah. And to your point, you know, we can talk about the third a little bit, but I, I think we should start – simply by you know talking about this the fact that the, the team is now five and0 with Kevin Durant and how, what we saw from him especially considering how he struggled in his last game shooting wise I mean Kevin looked amazing in this game who the heck are you I'm Kevin Durant you know who I am I know who I am did anybody see a sniper did anybody see anything I'm one of the best players to ever played a game efficient tonight Kevin Durant 30 points on 11 of 15 shooting two of three from beyond the arc six of seven from the free throw line four rebounds two assists two steals or I'm sorry two blocks blocks. one steal you take a look at that stat line Suns Geek and you just got to be happy I mean 12 points in the first quarter four of four shooting was there any worry following his subpar sub Durant uh, outing against the Wolves that he couldn't rebound and play like this tonight. 
Absolutely not, because this is Kevin freaking Durant, and I talked about it on my uh, live show last time. You know, when we beat the Timberwolves, I said, you know what, Kevin Durant can take a night off, and if he fin, I think he finished with like what sixteen, eight, and four last game. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And then he hit those two uh, clutch threes kind of late in the fourth quarter. I'm like, I am fine with that. Kevin Durant was absolutely incredible tonight, not just offensively, although you know, he only missed four shots, by the way, which is incredible. When's the last time a Suns player did that on 30 <laughs> points scored? But my point is that even defensively, he was incredible. And even though he had two assists, I thought the playmaking was really good. Even last game, I thought the playmaking was good. Even if it was just Kevin Durant getting the ball, slowing things down a little bit, or that little outlet pass that him and Booker seem to be doing, because that's now twice now, or yes. one of them will cherry pick, and then they just d- dish it down court. Kevin Durant was absolutely fantastic. I mean, there's literally, besides maybe three turnovers, there's nothing to nitpick about, and that's not even a big deal. You're going to turn the ball over when you're having fun out there, at least in the first half they were having fun. He well, was they're, amazing. They're getting careless a little bit in that second half. <laughs> he was reminding people, he's like, hey, I'm still one of the best players in the NBA, man. He was incredible. I mean, you saw exactly what I saw, all those mid-range shots, especially that one of that one little one-legged Dirk-like yeah. order. That was amazing, man. Just He got anything he wanted out there. And just even though there were some good contests out there and good attempts to try to stop him, didn't matter who was on him, didn't matter who was guarding him, that ball was going in. Dude, we got Kevin Durant on our team. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's so much fun to watch basketball. I get so excited to watch games just knowing that I get to watch Kevin Durant night in and night out play for my team. Obviously, this is the second game that he's been back. I mean, he's, he was acquired by the Phoenix Suns you know, back in February. And then so, I think it was like February 8th, February Seems like 9th. A, a lifetime ago. Yeah, it's, and it was it's only almost, like a month or so ago. It's almost two months ago. Yeah, so it's months, like, yeah. it's still a very, very new feeling for all of us Suns fans to watch him out there. And it's the ease in which he scores. Yep. You know, when we watch Devin Booker, as amazing as he is, he, he, he pulls off some acrobatic shit to, to get those points to fall for him. And he's got to earn every point. And then some sometimes yeah. with Kevin Durant, it's just so easy. It's like you said, a, a quick little jab step and he's doing a dirt oh. 18 foot mm-hmm. foot fade away. He's hitting those wide open threes early in the game. He's uh, doing a fade away on the left block fading away. I mean, it's like he, he's doing things that you're just like, fuck man, we got Kevin Durant, on our team. And, and the advantage of that is every time you need a bucket, you know, you got a guy who could just straight up get, and that's not to say Devin Booker hasn't been that guy, but now you got two of them. And Kevin Durant's so much better than Booker, and Devin Booker's fucking good. So it's just it's exciting to watch and, and to see how free flowing the game was coming to him, and how from a chemistry standpoint, he's already blended into to the team. And we know this because we saw it during our three game, you know, winning <laughs> streak with him before. It's like, oh shit, plug and play. This is fun, right? Exactly, man. And that's why I referenced the whole like Devin Booker and him are kind of doing this little cherry pick thing, but like. I just saw, like, I think Kevin Durant's first points of this game were a three off a nice little ball movement. But then Kevin Durant was, like, posting up Christian Braun or Christian Brown, however he pronounced his name, posting up, taking his time, fading away. It was just beautiful, man. And like you said, plug in play. Like, we knew that, I think, after the second game. Like, he just clicked so, especially with Devin Booker. Now, don't get me wrong. There were some times throughout this game where you can kind of tell, okay, he's still learning the chemistry with certain guys here and there. But with Devin Booker, man, 
it's like having another booker out there but on steroids if you will. yes yes it's incredible and and the way that you were talking about how kevin durant scores it's just like 10 times and i mean this respectfully it's just 10 times easier and more efficient mm-hmm. and more experienced than devin booker it yeah, just he, was so flawless tonight. It was it was amazing, man. It's flawless. It's yeah. fluid, and it it adds extra aspects to the Suns' offense. I mean, one thing that I noticed is in the second quarter, due to his effectiveness, Devin Booker got extra rest. Yes, and that's unbelievably Huge. valuable. Huge. Not just right now, but yeah. come playoff time, that's going to be even more valuable because the schedule gets so tough simply because you're playing every other night. <laughs> And the other thing that I thought was interesting, there, there was one play where they, Chris Paul passes the ball down to, Ke- to Kevin Durant on the block, and he's posting up. And Reggie Jackson comes over to help, and it kind of disrupts the play. And Kevin Durant passes the ball right out, and Chris Paul throws it right back at him because as he's passing the ball out, Reggie Jackson has to reset on defense. Right. And he passes it right back to Durant, and then Durant you know, posts up and scores. Yep. And we don't get that from DeAndre. He's not a post player. He doesn't navigate the post correctly. You throw it down there to DA and he just looks lost. Whereas Kevin Rant's like, boom, boom, here comes a double. Okay, get rid of this. Okay, doesn't matter who's Let's on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. And that's that's the advantage. Uh, when in AZ says in the chat, helps to be seven feet. Yes, exactly. it does. <laughs> helps to be like DeAndre in size, but with Devin Booker's abilities. Like that's yep. what Kevin Durant is. And we're starting to see that night in and night out. You know, again, you, you look at the final score. It's 100 points for the Phoenix Suns uh, to 93. And had they stayed focused, I feel, had they stayed as engaged as they were in the first half, it would have been a much different story. I mean, this team had 60 points in at the first half, time. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, on normal pace, that's buck 20. But oh when you start God. to turn the ball over in the second half, when you start to lose a little bit of the focus, because to your point, they were starting to have a little too much fun out there, right? They are sitting there running plays that, you know, Kyler Murray should be running for the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals. They're run, running wheel routes and trying to hit these long passes. They're getting intercepted. They're kind of taking themselves out of the game. But knowing that you have that person, yeah. Kevin Durant, we know who he is. It's just a, it, it's a settling feeling. And I'll talk about it a little bit later in the subreddit stakeout. Uh, for those of you who are on the Suns Geek channel, it's something we do on the Suns Jam session where I hang out during the subreddit of the opposing team just to hear what they're saying. And a lot of the things they're saying is, you know, they're happy because this is their, the third team squad and they competed tonight. And so I ask you that question. You know, Denver is a scary team. Okay. This is the team that's been the best in the Western Conference pretty much the entire season, yeah. right? Phoenix was there at the, at the front end of the season after. Uh, a really hot start in the first two months. Injuries hit us. We fell down. Denver stepped up. They've been healthy for the most part all season. But seeing their third team, their second and term third team, perform the way that they did tonight with the grit, with the uh, perseverance, perseverance, perseverance. I was going to say perseverance <laughs> and resiliency. I combined the two. Uh, you know what? What do you? What's your take on Denver right now? Does this even matter? A little, I think more for Denver, you know, and that's kind of why I references, like referenced her. I was like, this was sort of on both teams tonight. And I mean that as a compliment, like, let's be real. The Nuggets have won what 51 games this year. You kind of said it like they're the sons of last year, the jazz the year before that. I'm sure we can compare this Nuggets team to teams in the past. And 
as we kind of saw tonight, they are incredible on offense. They are really good on offense, mm-hmm. especially when you're literally handing them the ball. But yeah. <laughs> and, and they have depth. They have guys that I haven't even really heard of or don't know too much about. And I feel like I know this league pretty damn well. Uh, but they got themselves a good team. Mike Malone is a great defensive-minded coach who yes. also knows the game really well. Um, but yeah, they're they're solid, man. And I've been saying this even be- before we got Kevin around. I was saying. I don't know who we're going to verse in the playoffs and all that. You know, I don't know what the playoffs are going to look like, but it is going to be tough no matter what. Oh, even yeah. if we verse the Clippers, like if it stays four or five, mm-hmm. even with, you know, Paul George's status up in the air, which by the way, I hope he's okay because that was a scary injury. Yes, it um, It's still going to be tough, man. Uh, but if we can do exactly what we did in that first half for just 40 minutes, man, we are going to be tough to beat. And when some of our bench guys, I've been talking about this so much on my channel, man. When some of those bench guys actually start to get the three ball to go down, looking at you, Damian Lee, um, we are going to be tough to beat. I mean, can you da- imagine Damian this Lee, first? I was just going to say. His, kiss his minutes goodbye. He's gone. I was just going to say, if you could take this this first half and then mix it with what we've kind of seen the bench do the past few games in a mm-hmm. playoff game, Oh, oh yeah oh yeah, yeah damian can't. lee has been very disappointing <laughs> well they, they talked about it a little bit you know well I'll, I'll go ahead and i'll give him the drop right now i think he's earned it. tj war machine i'm really happy that monty williams has given tj warren a chance because when tj first came over from brooklyn he was buried in the bench damian lee ish wainwright these guys were getting more playing time than tj warren and Tonight, he only had four points in 16 minutes, but he had six rebounds, three of them on the offensive side. He had two steals. He had a block. He had three assists. TJ Warren is a very, very solid sixth man who can score when you need him to. And he's experienced in this league, which is everybody on the team, right? Like everybody on the team. This is there. There's no rookies out there, right? You know, Ish Wainwright's probably the least experienced guy on the team. Damian Lee's got a championship. You know, but Darius the, Baisley's been to the playoffs. Yeah, with Chris Paul, by I, the way. I forgot about Darius yeah. Baisley, to be honest. <laughs> uh, you know, but that being said, you know, you uh, uh, is is Matthew trying to come in? I know. I was like, wait a minute, what's happening? What's going on here? He's gone. You're getting hacked. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. This cross stream thing is it's getting all crazy. You know, but again, I don't think that you know what what, what we're seeing right now is Monty is solidifying those rotations and you are going to see the Damian Lees, the Ish Wainwrights, the Landry Shamits of the world, just simply not get playing time. They're going to be, uh, you know, use in emergency case only if, if Terrence Ross, who's been getting minutes as well, isn't playing well uh, for a, a stretch or if there's certain matchups come playoff time that you feel like Landry Shamit can give you some minutes that are going to be beneficial, or you need a little bit of more size and physicality in this way and right. But for the most part, what we're seeing is what those rotations are looking like. TJ Warren's get is the first guy coming off the bench. Ter, uh, Tory Craig is coming on off the bench. Terrence Ross, Cameron Payne, and then Bismack. Like that's the backup five. So, I mean, we just Suns fans, you got to accept that. Yeah. And you got to, every time something like this happens, when there's a little kind of hiccup, in a game, you can't be like, uh, just uh, play all 15 guys. Just keep it because it's not the way it works in the NBA, especially as you head man. into the playoffs. It's not 2K. It's not 2K. <laughs> Matthew Lissy. Matthew. Hey, can you see me? Oh, yeah, <laughs> we can see you this right, time. Cool. 
What's going on, man? How was the Coyotes game? Oh, it was cool. Uh, Bullet Arena. It's pretty amazing. It's tiny <laughs> and uh, professional <laughs> hockey players like right in front of you. I actually got a puck. Yeah, I saw I Eric was, had one. Yeah, yeah. We got a puck. Um, we didn't finish the game. About 10 minutes left, they started losing by two. So we just got out of there. Um, but it was awesome, dude. Hockey's the game to go to, like for There's regular some season. Loyal fans, man. Basketball's good, but like basketball's fun, but hockey's just insane. Good times. I just can't say any of their names. It, no, actually, there was it's some a, Smiths. All consonant. There was a Smith out yeah. there. Okay, well, I can say <laughs> yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was cool, man. Well, cool. So, what are your thoughts on the game tonight? <laughs> I was good. Right? Yeah, it was a good game. Actually, when I was watching on my phone, I was like, wow, they're just going to blow them out. Look back. They're like only down by, they're only up by like five. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. Well, it looked like the bench, right? And then that's not, this is not what I want to do with the pot. I don't want to ruin it by saying like, oh, well, well, what was it, guys? Tell me, because I'm pretty sure you just talked for 20 minutes about what well, it was. We, it how was awesome we just Kevin talked Durant about was. Kevin Durant was. Yeah. I, I was much. listening. I was yeah, like, all I heard was. Much. Fuck, we have Kevin Durant. We have Kevin Durant. This is awesome. So it's like Kevin Durant, you know who he is. So we're just talking kind of about playoff rotations. You know, TJ Warren is the one who's been coming off the bench. I like what I saw from him tonight from his rebounding again. You're not getting a lot of offense on, yeah. uh, on him or from him, you know. But uh, you know, Brandon, what are your thoughts on guys starting to get buried from the bench? Should should Suns fans panic if they're not seeing Damian Lee? Well, I kind of I'm gonna jump off something that or piggyback off something that you said that you know especially with when it comes to matchups and I know both of you guys know this but that is exactly what Monty Williams has said multiple times and he's gonna say it multiple times throughout the rest of the season and during the playoffs it all depends on matchups because you reference like a Landry Shamit might jump in there for a few minutes depending on the matchup because he provides good minutes even if his shot is missing he provides some good minutes but T.J. Warren man I think he has been great out there. He just tries, even if like tonight, four points, like I'll take it because he tries on defense. He has experience. He has a little experience with Kevin Durant, by the way, mm-hmm. and the, the three rebound or excuse me, uh, six rebounds, three assists and two steals. Like I will take it. But to answer the question, guys getting buried on the bench. If I if I know the Suns team, like I believe I know the Suns team, there's no egos, you know, I mean, you're not yeah. going to see like an ish Wayne Wright or Jock Lindell complain about minutes and say, oh, I want off this team next year. They didn't play me during the late stretch of the season and all that. That's not how I believe this team really is. This team wants to win. But at the same time, these guys want to play, and they're going to take any minutes they can get. They And it's kind of like, uh, sort of like with certain, the whole, uh, I guess I could say, the uh, the injuries right now and the, uh, what's the word they call it? Um Load management. I'm Load sorry. management. Load management. I don't believe the Suns even know what that even means. Like they, these guys want to play, even if they're banged up and all that. Um, so I don't really know if that really answers your question, but I just, I just believe these guys do want to play, but they're also not going to get pissed off if they don't play. Yeah, it's it's egoless basketball, if you will, and you know that's what's that's what draws people to this team and to the culture that's been built, like. For example, you, you talk about, uh, oh, I don't know, like Terrence Ross tonight, right? Terrence Ross is somebody who had he's been no points. Yeah, but he had That's no late. points. Yeah. He had no points in the last game. You know, he, he, he's a badass rapper. What's the matter, dog? You with Terrence? This guy's a gangster? His real name? Terrence. Terrence. He's a home with both parents. Terrence. Terrence have a real good marriage. But he came to play here instead of Dallas, 
because he wanted to be part of Eagleist basketball. He didn't want to be a part of that Kyrie Luca shit show. How did you like that deep that, that new deep awesome, fake drop, man. Matthew? Yeah, that was good, man. I was like, <laughs> oh, man. Like at first, I was like, wait, oh, I'm like, this looks familiar. I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it's eight mile. It's eight mile. Top ten movie right there, right? When it came out, I saw I was like, that was actually a good movie. Um, so there's a lot of uh Craig hating there. I don't know, did you guys talk about Craig at all? I know you just brought up Ross, yeah. Craig and Ross and even TJ. TJ took a while to warm up, but Ross. He is too. I mean, he got a little bit of a taste of, you know, I'm a starter. I'm going to get all these basically starter minutes. He was playing a lot of minutes, getting really warmed up. Now he goes has to go back to the bench. Just like Craig, they take a while to get used to that gig. They really do. Because every time on this podcast, we come on after those games where Craig is terrible, and it might be two or three in a row, we're like, this guy, sh- he sucks. Don't play him anymore. Start <laughs> warring over him. I just saw that too. It's like, you know what? They just need some time. They really do. These guys have done a lot this year, being yes. Craig, um, just really Craig and a Kogi too. But Kogi's already solidified himself as a mm-hmm. as a starter. But Craig just needs time. He does, and yeah. it's like the same thing I say all the time. He just he's gonna have really bad games, and then once he gets used to that gig on the bench, hopefully it's just that way for maybe five or six games in a row, and there's no injuries. He'll be fine. He's gonna be a, a big big factor in the playoffs. Yes, absolutely. And the one thing that I have noticed from Craig, uh, and you know, it's it's only right if you play the Tory the Tory Craig drop for him. What's up? If you're somebody who's watching on Suns Geek Channel, it's what we do over on the Jam Session. Every time we talk about a guy, we put it, we play a stupid video. It gives us a chance to take a swig of beer. Uh, but with Tory <laughs> Craig, one thing that I've noticed the last two years, okay, you look at stat line tonight, and the bench was fucking horrible tonight, yeah. right? Like he scored a hundred points. Yeah. From the bench, yeah. total of what nine, twelve, sixteen points. Campaign over Terrence Ross over Tory Craig was one of three from the field. That one uh, field goal was a three pointer, but he had six rebounds. And uh, and I'll say this: the last couple games, I've noticed his aggression on the boards. Yep. Done that like every now and then. Tory Craig will just do one of those ones where he jumps up, just grabs the shit out of the ball. You know what I'm saying? And Kogi type rebounds. Yeah, a Kogi type rebounds. It's good. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. <laughs> and that's him that that's how i see him starting to get more comfortable in his role again and being like okay i'm no longer the the four on this team you know i'm no longer the starting four i've i've put in my penance if you will for this phoenix suns team this season you know tory craig entering tonight he he's started 59 games for the phoenix suns okay it's the most easily yeah. He's ever started for any team in his career. His previous high was his second season in the league with the Denver Nuggets when he started 37 games. So he started 59. He's held this team together from a starting four standpoint, why we've navigated injuries, why we've navigated transactions. And now he's going to, for these last five games, you know, six, including tonight, Re- get reacclimated to getting back on the bench, understanding where his spacing is, understanding what his role is, and acclimatizing to that. He has physicality, he has reboundability, and that is going to be unbelievably vital to this team in the postseason because there's nothing worse than the second team unit of the opposition grabbing an offensive rebound and getting an extra possession. And then, because you know what happens every fucking time that happens, it's a three ball, and those are killers in the playoffs. That was the one thing I looked at at the game when I went to the bathroom. I was like, what's the what's the rebound situation? And you mentioned Warren. And I think I talked about it a few pods ago, like how under, you know, 
appreciated he is in a way where he can grab those boards. It's not Okogi-like, but he gets in there. Yeah. And Craig does the same thing. So you guys are going to be really happy we have these guys on the team in the playoffs because they're the ones that are going to go in and do the dirty work, right? I mean, mm-hmm. when you're on the floor with Kevin Durant, who kind of wants to stay away from that stuff because you don't want him to get hurt, yes. they'll do it for him, right? <laughs> they'll get in there. 51 to 50 they they beat us by one in the rebounding battles and again it wasn't the greatest night for deandre Ayton, which i'm sure we're going to talk about later but i know that those rebounds are going <laughs> to be there and i've been kind of nitpicky about our rebounding this year but i like i feel like the stats always prove me wrong like we're always a better rebounding team than i assume but i just think for me it's just gang rebounding i want to see more of that mm-hmm. but with the way the suns play and the way that the, the nba is nowadays it's it's only a few teams really do that. But like you mentioned with TJ Warren, he can quietly get those boards. Torrey Craig, especially when we were injured and he was starting for us, he is an incredible rebounder. And then did you guys see that Josh Akogi uh, rebound late in the fourth? That quarter? was huge. That he, was huge. He is an incredible rebounder. And that's things we got to be excited for. Because we got, we got guys like, like you both mentioned that do the dirty work and will get those boards. And you look at the Phoenix Suns relative to rebounds this season, kind of talking to Suns Geeks, you know, skewed vision of it. We're 22nd in the league in defensive rebounding. But we're sixth in the league in offensive rebounding, which it might not always feel like, right? (laughs) Makes no sense. (laughs) And overall, we're 10th in the league in rebounding, and we're 12th in opposing rebounds. We average 44.1. The opposing team averages 42.6. Now, tonight... We out-rebounded the Denver Nuggets 30-22 to in the first half. And there's no surprise that the Phoenix Suns are up by 20 points because of that reason. And then, obviously, in the second half, we're out-rebounded 29-20. to And second-chance points start to uh, increase for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Points off turnovers was absolutely uh, horrendous for the Phoenix Suns in the second half. Uh, the, The Suns gave up, you know, just possession after possession, they were just kind of throwing the ball away, which allowed the opposition uh, in the Denver Nuggets to chip away at the lead. But again, when you talk about Josh Akogi and, and Matthew, I might change my tune a little bit on this one. So I think tonight is the first night where I actually am starting to agree with Matthew. So there's this debate that we have consistently over the past eh, couple weeks about who should be the fifth starter for the Phoenix Suns. So I'm going to talk a little bit about it because, Brandon, I'd love to get your point of view on this. Everyone who's been on the show over the past week have gotten their point of view on it, from Gavin from the Aussie Suns Fan Podcast to uh, Coach Evan B. from the He's on Fire Podcast. I want to get their point of view. And the and, and I'll, I'll explain my bias clearly at the end of this. So I believe that Josh Okoge should be part of the, the the second team unit because he is one of the worst catch-and-shoot three-point shooters on our team post-All-Star break. He's shooting about 31% on catch-and-shoot threes, where you, whereas you have TJ Warren and Terrence Ross, who are both plus 40, 40% plus catch-and-shoot three-point shooters. So why not, from a starting standpoint, put one of those guys with the starting five knowing that the gravity of Devin Booker uh, – Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton will pull their defenders away from them, and they are just going to be doing catch-and-shoot threes. Tonight is the first night where I go, and Matthew is of the thinking, no, no, J.O. should be in there, right? And tonight's the first night that I was kind of thinking, you know what, maybe Matthew's right. 
And it's not because Josh Kogi went four or five from beyond the arc. It's because of what I saw from TJ Warren with the second team unit, which I mentioned earlier, that I really think that his ability to rebound, to score is going to be, is more valuable to that unit than I think Josh Kogi's defense would be. And I think Josh Kogi is a first team unit guy is that you need that fuck shit up guy on your first team unit. And he is your fuck shit up guy. So what are your thoughts on that Suns geek? That's an incredible question, and I don't know if this is a good problem to have or a bad problem. And I, I'm trying to say this as positive, like as positive as I can. Is this truly like the Phoenix Suns' weakness, like having a Josh Okogie, for example, beat you? You know what I mean? Because he had four threes tonight. Yeah. And you, you guys remember the Dallas game? Ish Wainwright, pretty much saving us in the fourth yeah, quarter. He was because Okogie was zero for eight. Exactly. And this goes back to the bench talk, man. And I'm telling you, like, when the bench gets going and all that, but, like, I will say this. If Josh Okogi wants to be that fifth starter, and I I would be open to that. I'm kind of torn in between him and Torrey Craig right now, and I've also talked about this on my channel, but I just think Josh Okogi has to be a little bit more consistent. I'm not saying he has to give you 14 points on four made threes every single game, although that would be very nice, but just being a little more consistent from those corner threes. Mm-hmm. So we all know what he does on defense. We've, mm-hmm. we talked about the offensive rebounding, yada, 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 but being just a little more consistent night in and night out. And that goes really for her entire team, man. I don't really know if that answers your question necessarily. And again, well, it sounds Matthew, like you're kind of, you're on the fence, right? Yeah, I'm on the fence. I was just going to say, Matthew kind of talked about Tory Craig earlier and like getting sent to the bench and how he plays a little different. Like, they're going to have to adjust to this and we're going to need more games. And this is why I wish we had like 10 extra games to figure this out, man. That would be amazing. Cause we could see what a Tory Craig is going to be like off the bench or whatever the case may be. But I'm honestly torn because both of them deserve to be a starter. But it, I think it also goes back to the matchup talks that we talked about. I mean, mm-hmm. do you start a Josh Kogi in the first round against, I don't know, let's say the Clippers, for example, but what about the Nuggets series? If we play them and, I don't know. I really so, don't know. So like Natalie and Bruglia, you are torn. <clears throat> Matthew, yeah. where are you at on this? You know what? If it's the matchup thing, man, Monty better not do that. Because <laughs> we just got done talking about how these guys have to adjust coming off the bench, and they really do. Mm-hmm. If Monty's going to go one series and play Craig, and then the other series play a Kogi, that's just going to mess it up. I don't remember right. one time this year where a Kogi went to a game, and I'm like, oh, look at the mismatch. That guy has definitely, he definitely has the advantage over a Kogi. It's never happened, dude. A Kogi can hold his own against anybody, unless it's like a big center, of course. Mm-hmm. He can hold his own against the longer, lanky guys, the bigger dudes, the little quick ones. Like he can, he can make sure that he should hold his own spot in the starting lineup. And if Monty wants to do matches based on size, that's going to screw it up. I think, yo, Kogi mm-hmm. has to stay there. Craig needs to get used to it, like I said, because during the year he had to get adjusted again after he was starting. So if he's going to do that and then maybe throw TJ in there and TJ just like off, it's it makes a big difference, man. Especially if Chris Paul is always talking about like, yeah, if I'm coming out of the game at a six minute mark or playing the whole first quarter, that is huge for me. It takes me yep. time to get used to that. These mm-hmm. you don't realize that it does sitting here watching, but when they actually say it, it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense, right? It's a whole routine for them, and Okogi can do it. <laughs> he can. He can he can basically hold his own against anybody, but offensively, what he does, and even defensively, obviously, he gives us just extra opportunities, right? Yep. Drawing charge, um, grabbing the rebound, you know, just the little things that he can just like 
get a quick turn in the, in the momentum, but also like if this team's rolling, it's like, Oh, here's an extra possession for you. Right. A Kogi got it for us. Like he's that guy that he's like the extender. I always talk about the extenders off the bench where they'll come in and extend the leads, but this guy just gives our offense more opportunities to put the ball in the hoop. And I think that's exactly what this first team offense is looking for. Um, so don't fuck it up, Monty. Like, yeah, agreed. And let this bench right now, what I'm looking at, it looked terrible the whole game. Obviously, it finished terrible. But I'm like, just leave it and let them kind of mesh together and let Payne fuck it up on his own or whatever. And just let them deal with it. Let them figure it out. Don't mess with the starting lineup. Well, and I think that at the point we're at in the season, Monty's shown us what he's going to do. It's it's J.O. And I think part of, of me morphing to this mindset if you will, is because I'm accepting that this is what it is. And it's, it's not the wrong answer because the other thing that J.O. definitely gives you with the first team, and I've talked about this, maybe you put the offensive guy out there. So you jump on him quick and then it's all about who finishes the game. Right. But even <laughs> in that capacity, you take a look at some of the potential matchups, right? Let's say that we have to play this Denver team in the second round. J.O.'s on Jamal Murray all day long. Oh yeah. You know, J.O.'s going to be our Mikhail Bridges, okay? Yeah. Mikhail yeah. Bridges has turned into Kevin Durant out in Brooklyn, <laughs> scoring 42 fucking points tonight. <laughs> and like 50 he scored 42 shooting. again? He's, he's scored 42 yeah. tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh. And and you got – so Josh Akogi's turned into Mikhail Bridges in turn. So it's just like it's everybody wins. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, like this is the way it is, though, as a Suns fan. I mean, you want him to succeed and have fun over there and win, but do you really You really want to see him become an all-star and stuff? I'm just saying this sucks, but we have Kevin Durant, so it's yeah, all right. exactly. It's exactly right. Another guy that we got that's seven feet tall. Watch. Right, Aiden haters, put on your hats and mount up. All right. Eight points. 10 rebounds, four of 11 from the field. He led the team in plus minus plus 28. When Bismack was in, the team was a minus 21. <laughs> yeah. Rough night for him, huh? Yeah. A lot of hook shots. Oh, no, not even that. He wasn't. Oh, he was like, started one for six. I saw. So I didn't yeah, know if he was, he was a lot of hook They weren't calling anything on the yeah. interior in this game, man. They really weren't. They were letting him play down there. They Booker's killed us in points off. in the paint. They killed oh. us. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, Suns Geek, what'd you see from DA tonight? Good, bad, and different. Does it matter? Should we care the hell on? I'm on the fan. I'm not going to spend too much time on this because I'm sure the eight and haters are going crazy. I'm going to kind of cop out for this and say this also might be a good problem to have. I mean, DeAndre Ayton wasn't that great. I mean, I think he hit a couple shots here and there. Still somehow got five rebounds, even though he had the five fouls. Yeah. It his, seemed his... like the energy was there either, but, like, Bingo. maybe this is a good thing. Like, maybe DA's just waiting to be unleashed. I I don't know, man. I've been just... waiting to unleash him for five years, man. I know. I know. And that's why I'm like, it. maybe this is a good problem. This is what kind of... It's like it goes back to that whole DeAndre Ayton needs to be engaged. DeAndre Ayton needs the ball. It's we could talk about this for hours. I'm just I don't know, man. But De- I will say this, kind of like how we were talking with Josh Akogi. DeAndre Ayton needs to be more consistent, even if he's not getting the damn ball. I mean, four yeah. for eleven, five fouls. Like I, I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it, he looked. 
so he looked like we felt as fans, right? When you saw who we were playing yep. and that there was no Jokic and no Murray and no MPJ and no Kadavius Caldwell Pope, yep. DA was like, oh, cool. I can just kind of chill this Take game. Take the night off. Yep. It's what it kind of looked like. Like he was kind of disengaged. Uh, Slow. He should ball out in a game like this, but it's just yep. not in his DNA. So I don't even get mad anymore because it's like we've all accepted. That's yep. just not in, in his DNA, right? And – he gets in the foul trouble. He's making kind of some dumb fouls and whatnot. Um, and but I'll say this is when he got that fifth foul in the third quarter, that's when everything went downhill. Because even when he is black, even when he's like stoned Aiton, right? Like he's he's hit like three gummies at halftime. He's just out there. He's like, yeah, whatever, man. I, just, I <laughs> we got Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker, man. I'm good. He's still better yeah. than. When DA when the, then Bismack out, he's there. a threat out there too. He's a threat, yeah. and once he was out of the game, man, everything changed. And I hope that the people who who are who stare at the box score realize that. That's why I brought up the stats. I'm like, yeah, you know, eight here, ten here, plus twenty eight, dude. Like he was effective in this game, and they took advantage of the fact that Bismack Biombo was. I was actually surprised that Monty wasn't didn't throw Jock out there. But it shows you that Monty's staying true to his rotations right now. He's getting these guys. He's like, you know what? There's going to be a time in the playoffs where these five are going to be on the court together. So I've got to get them more used to the court together. And if we're up 27 points and we're going to start whittling away that lead and allowing the opposition to do what they want, now's the time to do it. Fucking go for it, guys. Man, that was like sandpaper to my ear in the beginning. You know, it was like the opposite of talking dirty to me. It was some <laughs> rough stuff to hear about DA, but um, the plus, I mean, it's a plus 28 just because first half foul trouble. Cause I was wondering why he only didn't even play 30 minutes. So it is foul trouble. Um, it was foul that, trouble. That's the thing though, right? Like it was foul getting, trouble uh, he, the second half, you know? Yeah. But you know how he plays against the nuggets. What is it? 21 and 11. He averages against this nuggets team usually. Yeah, yeah. So when you're seeing that and you're playing next to KD and you see, I guess the way that they're playing in the first half where they just, looked absolutely insane i think katie was perfect to start but mm -hmm. um i would be like da2 i guess just be like all right this game's basically in the basket and that's the only reason i feel like the suns kind of gave it up i didn't watch it but that's what always happens in the nba you see the tweet like the suns were up by 27 now down yeah. to five yeah that's you do, the nba you know what's that's coming just, yeah. you just you know it's gonna come well tonight i was like maybe they could just pull away you know katie was scorching so you know ride that they're not gonna he i don't know man i dude i'll tell you this man I'll it, tell you. I'll tell you this. I'm glad watch. they came back, man. It gave me something to talk about tonight. I was like, and "Oh, Sunsky's coming on tonight, and we're gonna have nothing to talk about." They beat the living shit out of them. Talk about the coyotes, dude. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, just say this, I'll just say this though. This kind of might have been a blessing in disguise because, to an extent, maybe besides that Dallas game with KD, we haven't really had like, I, and I don't want to use the word adversity, especially with who the Nuggets had out there, but adversity. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, maybe this is a blessing in disguise for DA. Maybe he'll wake up and say, I need to play all 40 or 48 minutes or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Just hey, how do we just start the playoffs right now? Like, could we just skip these last games? Because this whole season has been a shit show where <laughs> we don't know what we're watching, yeah. right? Every I talked about like different. if you're gonna analyze mm -hmm. each game and like have your notes and be like, oh well, this is what I'm looking for yep. when the Suns play the the Timberwolves coming up. You know what I mean? Like we had no idea. It was like who knows what's gonna happen. So even I wish before we got it's Katie, soon, though. Matthew, I needed something even we before we got Katie. Yeah. yeah, even before we got Katie. Yeah, yeah, well, that's why we got him because we're like it's it's a free for all right now, man. <laughs> like, what, you can just grab Katie and win the championship. Are you ready for this disguise?
the Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. See what I did there? Damn, I was actually looking forward to the skies, dude. No, I just changed my hat. I got this cool new hat, man. Check that thing out. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> Wait, were you wearing that before? My bad. Yeah. That's oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> it's hard to notice because it's literally like the same colors. Yeah. It's hard to see. Sun's colors, right? Yeah, but this is the all-star weekend hat from Phoenix back in 95. And yeah, Brand and I were talking before the pod. He's like, I bought that same hat, dude. I'm like, yeah, I saw it on like Instagram. I was like, shit, take my money. <laughs> click, click, that, click. That's a yeah, that's cool. I gotta get a new hat. I'm gonna start doing the backwards thing though. You know, I'm I'm not I'm grown up now, so I'm gonna start doing the backwards thing. Let my hair show through the little hole. Oh but, yeah. Go ahead. So you take so you take one hat and you make it dual purpose, right? This is it forwards, this is it backwards. Yeah. See what you did there. So again, if you're watching us on Suns Geeks channel, this is something that we do on the Suns Jam session where we go to the subreddit of the opposing team to get their perspective on the game. And if they're talking any shit about the Suns players, I want to hear it. So here's some of the things that they said. Now, obviously, their fan base knew that this wasn't going to be much of a game. So it was actually, there were some pretty fun comments in here. Uh, plus minus me watching one quarter of this game. Somebody, somebody says plus because you're a loser probably like me. That's just like us in every Suns game, you know, going back to even when they like sucked. We're like, I'm going to watch it all because I hate myself. Just, a little, real fans. Yes. Simmer of hope. Yeah, there's always that that glimmer of hope. Uh, I, was ho- I don't know what you said. Uh, was hoping they could keep it a little bit fun. And they did for five minutes. But yeah, this is definitely a switch off early and go chill kind of game. Even the bench of the bench can't score. That's pretty funny. Uh, DeAndre Jordan is my dad. And then somebody said, he seems like a fun dad. He does. Yeah. He was playing where did you see Katie trying to get those shots up? Yeah. And he was playing around? Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, you Brooklyn Absolute. guys. Yeah. Um <laughs> this one's these these, these things are so stupid, <clears throat> but they make me laugh. Reggie Jackson has different shoes because has a question mark, and then somebody's like, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> and then somebody's like, Go fuck yourselves, Phoenix. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, Aaron Gordon and getting blocked. Name a more iconic duo. And somebody responded, Aaron G- Gordon and missing free throws. Because <laughs> if you got to understand, if you're a Denver Nuggets fan, one thing that Aaron Gordon does is he gets the ball in some great positioning due to Nikolai Jokic. Yeah. And, but it, a lot of times it'll be underneath the basket and he gets blocked down a lot under there because he just he sometimes has bad positioning. I've seen him hit threes today, by the way, just pissed me off. Aaron Gordon makes me mad. Um, the fact that he wears number 50, just like, Oh, you clown. Well, I didn't get 50 in the dunk contest, so where is my jersey? Uh, so <laughs> what if – it's just weird. That doesn't make know? any sense, man. Um, somebody's like, so what if the problem has actually been Murray this whole time? Oh, no. And somebody late for that, right? LOL, maybe MPJ too. So not oh, too much. I wonder support. who they hate more. It's probably MPJ. They probably get it's more frustrated than MPJ, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray is uh, – very cherished with the Denver fan base. Um, I mean, they don't have a bunch of two guards in their history that, that you can pull back. In fact, if they win the the Western conference, it's the first time in the history of the franchise that they've ever won the Western conference in the regular season. And that ladies and gentlemen is a subreddit stakeout. The sun's jam session subreddit stakeout. Pulled off that disguise like a pro. Big Dick Booker. 
Yeah, I know it's 50 minutes into the podcast, but we're going to finally bring up Big Dick Booker. He had 27 points. Now, Kevin Durant had 30, which was 30% of our points because we scored 100, and I can do math. 27% of our points were scored by Devin Booker in a very different manner. 9 of 20 from the field. Devin Booker was 2 of 9 from from beyond the arc in this game. He had 6 assists, a couple rebounds, a steal, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. Thought he could have, he should have been there a little bit more. Should he have been? Should we care in the game like this? And what did you see from Devin Booker in this game? Uh, I'll go with the guy at the hockey game first. What did you see from Devin Booker, <laughs> guy who's who's oh, wearing a dude. Coyotes jersey? Oh, he was amazing tonight. Actually, uh, big dick book. You know, started out hot, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just got some. Hey, shout out to all the uh, Suns Geek fans out there that are watching us. Uh, you have to put up with us. So, yeah, yeah we're forcing this one upon you. I'm sorry. And, and Suns Geek's <laughs> camera just went out. Yeah, okay, he he's, he's got murdered. Is this yeah. a this a horror movie going on? Can y'all what still is hear me? I'm having okay. technical difficulties. Yeah, we all can right. we can hear you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you know, I was going to ask too. Like, is there a big book- storm there? I don't know what oh, is going yeah, on. My camera's there? connected, but it's not working for some reason. I'm going to switch cameras. Okay. Whoa, champion, dude. He's like, he's switching cameras mid podcast. Gosh, does he have an assistant? Do you have an I, assistant? Something? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what was the question? We're Welcome talking about back. Booker. Yeah, damn yeah. book. I gave my analysis when you blacked out. So now it's your turn. <laughs> I'll just say analysis. this. <laughs> I'll just say this, because John kind of asked the question, like, should we be worried? This is kind of like the DeAndre Ayton thing and all that. He was fine, but I thought he was a little over-aggressive at times. I will say this. There was one three-pointer that he missed that mm-hmm. would have put us up by 30, and I'm not blaming Devin Booker <laughs> on that. I'm just saying, if, if he would have gotten that three, I would have felt a little more comfortable. He was two for nine tonight. And then, obviously, the turnovers. I thought he played a little too fast, a little too aggressive. But I, again, I don't know if that was a team thing, but 27 points, man. It's Devin Booker. I, I kind of I was wondering, too. I was like, we're 50 minutes in. We didn't even talk about Booker. What were you going to yeah. say, Matthew? It would have put us up by 30, you said? Yes. Yeah, like there was oh. one point where <laughs> Booker was so funny. Three, and there went the lead. Yeah, okay. That's what Booker does. He always misses the most important threes of games. He actually does. At the beginning of this year, he was better That's at it, but he usually it. misses those big threes that are just like, oh, fuck yeah, like tear the house down threes. I feel I like really... the beginning of his career was missing game-winning three-pointers against the Denver Nuggets, and I was at every game. <laughs> I don't really know where I was going with my rant, but I'm just saying right. I'm not I too concerned about Devin Booker. He has nights like this where he's a little, quote, inefficient but still gets points. It's Devin Booker, man. Uh, I think he'll be okay. Well, I hope he's going to be okay. He's definitely Armani <laughs> Booker. Hope so. You know, I, I, hope, I hope so. I hope so, Bobby. But it brings me to some trivia. You know what time it is. Trivia time. Okay, here we go. Devin Booker, with his 27 points tonight, is now averaging 28.14 points per game in 50 games played. He's got five games left. How many points per game does he need to average to surpass Tom Chambers' record of 29.17 points? Suns Geek, you're a teacher. What's the answer? Wait, I'm so sorry. Can you repeat the actual question? (laughs) How many points per game does he need to average in his last five games to surpass Tom Chambers' record of 27.17 points? He needs to average 27.18 points for the season to set the single season record. 28. 
30? Nope. Was, he, needs to, he needs to average 17.58 points per game for the I remainder of the lower. season. I knew it That's was it? lower. Yeah, oh, because he, he's over it right now. He's over it by almost okay. an entire point. Now, the question becomes, it'll be 55 games played for Devin Booker. Does it count? Because he has to mm. he has to end the season with yeah. with <clears throat> one thousand four hundred and ninety five points to average more than Tom Chambers did. Yeah, but Tom Chambers in nineteen eighty nine slash ninety scored twenty two hundred and one points because he played like every fucking game, eighty one games of the eighty two. I believe I, it should matter, right? Should yeah. do we do we as Suns fans can't as Suns fans count? Yes. I do um, only because he has a real shot to make like an all NBA team this year, even though yes. with the 55 games. So if that counts, then this, this record definitely should count. Just give it, it it's a one year. He misses so many games, right? Of course. Um, but I would give it to him because he's going to break it again in years to come. He'll be a 30 point a game scorer. I feel like, I feel like Kevin Durant will next year. Kevin Durant will. Yeah. And so says Jay is correct. This isn't trivia. This is math. <laughs> Let's hand out some Jam Star, huh? Let's just go to the Jam Star. Jam Star of the game, everybody. Do 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 do. do. All right, Jam Star of the game. There what if I go. like? Jam what if I have like a shell on right there? I don't know. Like, hey, what's going on, guys? It's the Jam Star. Dude, someone put um when I released that short. Someone put like how on uh, Wayne's World when Garth has to <laughs> host. I was dying laughing. I'm like, I thought about that too. When Garth has to like, it's Garth, right? Yeah. When he has to host by himself and he's just like frozen going to the corner. <laughs> yeah. There was a show where Matthew was on with Gavin from Aussie Suns fan <clears throat> podcast. Yeah. And like, I always run the drops. I mean, I mean, Brandon, yeah. you know how it is. And, and yep. you, in fact, you've actually seen the inside of our channel and how many drops we have. Yeah. And so Matthew's always just like the whole time. He's just like, where is, and I like how I was John, I'm like, John, tell me where it's at. Yeah, cause like, like I was, is- I was like in the chat. Cause I was watching, yeah. I was doing a fantasy baseball draft. And so I wasn't on the show and yeah. I'm like typing the chat. I'm like it's the third from the top. So if you click this, jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters. A reminder, wherever you're consuming this content, subscribe, rate, and review. Hit the thumbs up button. If you're watching this on the Suns Jam Session feed, head over to Suns Geek feed and give him a thumbs up. If you're on the Suns Geek feed, head over to the Suns Jam Session feed. Give it a thumbs up. If you're listening, thank you. This is our last one of the base of the Basketball Podcast Network because that's dead. So we got to figure out what the fuck we're going to do now. We're once again free agent podcasters. Nobody wants us. Uh, but who you guys given the jam star of the game to? I know that so says Jay from Fan of the Flames podcast. Says Luca. What are you guys giving it to? I'll give it to. Nah, it doesn't matter what I think. You, you know who it is, DeAndre. And... You know who he is, Kevin, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Durant. Yes, Kevin Wayne Durant. I think that's an easy <sighs> one. I think that's it's always going to be him. I'm right? okay with that. It's it's been yeah. it's pretty much been the big dick booker award for four years. Like it's about time sure. we gave it to somebody yeah, yeah. else. Preach. Right. Yeah. Preach. Uh next up for the Phoenix Suns. <clears throat> it's it's 4 p.m. game Arizona time, right? 4 p.m. against yeah, right the after Oklahoma. we die eggs at two o'clock. That's correct. We will be dying eggs at two o'clock. It's what's that's the family. That's what the Mandatory. family's <laughs> what the family's up to. Yeah, we gotta be there. I told Shannon, I'm like, oh well, I can you make it. She's like, you? she's like, you're not telling me. Uh you're going. I was like, Yes, yes. You better show up. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not doing a pod by myself again. I'm just joking. That was probably like one of the worst I've ever done. It was just it was I actually hilarious. had a mic that day too, oh, and like I I seriously I know, and I had to like watch it. I don't. It was just a shit show night, but it was funny. <laughs> but anyways, it, it was high comedy. Uh, so OKC okay, Thunder. Okay, they lost today. Yes, 
Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> Somebody's happy that the Thunder lost. No idea why, but he's oh, yes. Just a confident yes once in a while. When you don't watch the game, you're just like, hey, yes. Agreed. Uh, I agree. Uh, with with, but, but with that loss, that drops them to the 10th overall seed in the Western Conference. They are a half game above the Dallas Mavericks. So obviously it's going to be a game that's going to be very important to a, a team that's scrappy. A team that the Suns are two and one against this year, but obviously we lost last time we played them. Um, and you have to it'll it'll be interesting because the Dallas Mavericks play tomorrow against the Miami Heat in Miami, and then they play also on Sunday, which is when the game against the Oklahoma City Thunder is uh, against Atlanta. So Dallas and Oklahoma City are kind of like battling it out for that 10 seed Mm -hmm. which is hilarious by the way (laughs) um but what do you guys see from this game is this is this a game now knowing that the suns you know are starting to develop a little bit of a comfortable lead we had a game and a half lead over the clippers is there any is there any pull off the gas pedal or the suns just say say, no we're we're building chemistry we're building rotations and we're just we're we're gonna keep we're just gonna keep it rolling 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 they're rolling right now they're not i don't think they could be stopped by an okc team OKC should have been playing SGA back-to-back games. They wouldn't be in the situation, right? So it's their own fault. So we just have to take care of business and help Dallas out a little bit, right? We kind of want to see Dallas in the playoffs. I, I'd rather see them than OK. Well, there's no know. way we're going to see them. We're the four seed. Like, there's no. No, way. I don't mean I want to watch they them. Suck. Oh, watch them to play. I don't want to watch Mavericks in the playoffs. Mavericks and they so gross. suck. <laughs> yes, yes, get it, you know, Sons Geek. <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't know. Suck. I want to see. I want to see Kyrie and Lucas see what they can do. I don't. I want to laugh. I because it's laugh either going to be really, really funny to watch because they're just going to fall in pieces. But then that would be like an easy series for whoever they play. Yeah, exactly. So, Make them work. Yeah. So, Suns Geek, when we talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder, seeing as you're wearing a Suns hat that kind of looks like an Oklahoma City Thunder hat, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I think due to what happened in the second half, that the Suns just need to go out there and kick their ass excuse my language oh, but it's true we need to go out there you and, and you know what you I, I don't i don't mean to pick on deandre Ayton right here but i'm serious if i mean their tallest guy's what six foot nine i believe yeah uh, if he doesn't go out there and have a better game than he did tonight oh boy uh but they, they will play scrappy they are young they're fast they play hard every single game but i think again due to what happened tonight we're gonna go out there focus tunnel vision and get the win that's what these last games are about for the Phoenix Suns. We got five of them. Yep. These five games are, again, fine-tuning those rotations, fine-tuning their offensive and defensive sets, get more chemistry. I mean, there were some fast breaks in the first half that looked beautiful from the Phoenix Suns. You know, that those those wraparound passes that Durant has and Aiton's all of a sudden, he's like, oh, shit, I got the ball. I can just, you know, like, more of that. We just need more of that. The nice thing as a Suns fan is if OKC comes out and they've got that fire because they're fighting for that final spot, we have a little bit of leverage now. We don't have to sit there and win every game. We've won. We've done what we're supposed to do. We just went 9-6 and six in the month of March, okay? 5-0 and oh in the month of March with Katie. Durant, okay? Which means we were 4-6 and six without him. It was our second best month of the season. November, we were 10-5. and five. We were 9-6 and six this month, Okay. We're trending in the right direction. So even if you lose to OKC, it's not the end of the world. I'm actually like, I'm okay if we lose them because I don't want to see Dallas in. I just want us to progress and get better. So it's not live and live and die with every possession like it has been for the past two and a half weeks. 
We're, we're, we're dropping below the Clippers, and now we're above the Clippers. Now the war, I mean, it's just like we have a game and a half lead with five to play. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah, they, they need the competition, though. I mean, like the Thunder are struggling to get in, so that's going to be good for the Suns. Um, I'd rather see a win. I know a loss, it wouldn't really. Always. You know what I mean? One and a half games this tight. We're probably going to lose a few games. It's funny because we played the Clippers last game of the season, so mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be a game where the Suns just sit out there, guys. So these games, they need to take advantage of with the competition yep. and just play strong, man. Um, I think Suns Geek said earlier in the pod, you know, these guys don't rest. The whole uh, waste management or what is it called? Uh, load management. I, know, waste, I, mean, waste, yeah, I, I had a waste, brain fart on that. Waste <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the whole thing, they're not going to probably buy into, especially this season where I feel like every game just really matters for the chemistry. I was Anything just going to say, talk about? Yeah, what uh, you got, Geek? I'm sorry, just real no, quick. Go for it, man. John, a long time ago, you said you were like, the, the time that the Phoenix Suns are going to get their revenge on the Dallas Mavericks for game seven in that second round series is when we beat them in the playoffs. So I won't spend too much time on this, but there is a side of me that does want me us to see them in the playoffs this year. But at the same time, if they don't even fucking make it, that's even better. I'm not saying that's the, the revenge. But that would be pretty freaking sweet. That's all. That's well, all I to, to, say. to your point, the only way that we see the Dallas Mavericks is if they get into the play-in, they earn the eight seed because they can't <laughs> earn the seven seed. They're not gonna. They're not. They're not gonna get that high. All right, they'll be the, the nine or the ten. The nine or the ten plays, and whoever wins that game plays the loser of the seven eight, and whoever wins that seven that that matchup is the eight seed. The only chance we have at them is if they win that eight seed, and then they beat Denver. And then we play them in the second round. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, too. I don't want to play Dallas just because of fucking last time. I still have trauma. Like, I woke up in the middle of the night. The other day I was (laughs) crying, and I don't know why. There was urine on the bed. I think it was the dog. But, like, you just got to kind of own it sometimes. And and I was just like, you know, I was – it was just – had nothing to do with the Dallas Mavericks. I'm just a grown man who pisses in the bed. But anyways, I just, I really, I'm okay if we, ha- if that's how we get revenge. But I also just love seeing Dallas fans just, you know, like all that shit talking. And somebody, Game somebody, seven. oh where yeah. Do you, where do you see that shit? I never Lucas see it. Is it just on Twitter? It's all over, yeah, it's Twitter. All over Twitter, dude. I oh, ne- yeah. I'll, all, all I ever Twitter. see is like a Suns fan reposting something of like, Look at like game seven. That's all you have to talk yeah. about. But I'm like, who is actually posting see, that? Stuff? Well, I follow all like podcasts, uh, uh, uh FF Moneyball, the oh, guys, so the Kardashians, they, they, like who I follow, like love it. Yeah, they're, love they're not blinds, talking about They're it. not going to talk about it. Yeah, right. they're, they're not talking <laughs> about Kwame and uh, uh, what's her name? Oh, the, you're, the I forget the names already. Uh, well, the new one came out today, so we're, we're going to go watch it. We watch Love is Blind, uh, Love yeah. is Blind four, man. I'm already on episode three. Of the of the the of the new season, the, yeah. As soon as I heard it was today? out, no, no, Love Is Blind came out two two nights ago. Love Is Blind four, yeah. But yeah, I'm already through all that shit, man. I'm already out of the pods. Oh, what? Yeah, March thirty first is when the second <laughs> half of the season they do the first half, <laughs> and the second half comes out today. And my wife was pissed because the game oh, was on and she wanted yeah. to watch Love Is Blind four. Well, like, tomorrow, all, honey. Yeah, tomorrow. You watch it all tomorrow. Yeah, I got to yeah. catch up, man. Yeah, dude, it's all about that dude, Kwame, man. He's just like, dude, I love you. And she's like, I don't love you. He's like, oh, but I love her now. And then they meet up. Oh, we don't say anything yet. You'll see. It's not like I get it. It's actually, it's always, it's the best show. Oh, I love this show, dude. (sighs) Babe, you're going to watch it? 
Yeah. All right. We're <laughs> like, gonna watch it. Are you talking? Are you talking? Are you, are you talking to yeah. puck? Your, your puck? Yeah, hockey puck. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna be such a such a menace. You know, you bring it home. Hockey puck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I, I want to watch TV right now. Little bitch hockey puck. Poor poor sons geek. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck's wrong with these guys? Uh, on that note, I think we'll go ahead and we'll get out of here. We, I like to thank everyone who's been firing off in the chat. We truly appreciate yeah, you. Thank you. Uh, you know, again, we're going to AJ, AJW is like, I'm lost. Like, yeah, welcome aboard. Um, th- those who watch Love and Blind totally get it. Uh, but again, we go live after every game here on the Suns Jam Session podcast. Suns Geek, I know you've been doing it. How, how's it been going? How, what are the, what, how you feel? It's a, it's a marathon, ain't it? It's a marathon, definitely. And I know that we're not competitors, but I got some good competition out there. Uh, the best post, I can't even talk. The best Suns post game show, which is you guys, Suns Jam Session podcast. And I just wanted to say, guys, this has been an absolute blast. We got to do this again sometime. Hell yeah. Playoffs are um, coming, baby. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, and yeah. just real quick, I don't know what happened with the basketball network thing, but I mean this from the bottom of my heart, you guys. If you are a free agent podcast network or whatever, and you are looking for somebody, please sign the Suns Jam Session podcast because both of you guys deserve it. You guys have been doing this for so long. You guys are the OGs of the Suns postgame show, and you guys deserve it. And again, we got to do this again sometime. This was a blast, man. 100%. Yeah, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. And uh, if you guys are going to do it, fucking pay us. Uh, Matthew, <laughs> is there... make sure you uh, follow me at Darth Voida. <laughs> uh, uh, you can read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow Matthew <laughs> at Matthew Lissy. You can follow Suns Geek at oh, Suns Geek gosh. everywhere. Uh, <clears throat> and Matthew, tell everyone what, what they can do besides fucking pay us. <laughs> yeah, go home and love your hockey fucks. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.